And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, a look at the growing problem of clubroot in canola fields. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland. Working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry Shepherd at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today. Periods of snow, wind northwest 20, gusting to 40. The high today, minus 7. Wind chill near minus 19. The low, minus 21 tonight. Wind chill minus 19 tonight, minus 30 overnight. The risk of frostbite is quite apparent. Thursday, partly cloudy with wind west 20, the high minus 10 tomorrow. Wind chill minus 30 in the morning and minus 18 in the afternoon. Of course, risk of frostbite, the low minus 18. Friday, sunny, the high minus 8, the low minus 19. Saturday, sunny, the high minus 8, the low minus 12. Sunday, sunny, the high minus 5, the low minus 8. Monday, sunny, the high near 0, the low minus 8. Tuesday, sunny, the high minus 2. The normal high is minus 7, the normal low minus 18. The sun rose at 8.42 this morning. It sets at 4.56 tonight. Around the province, Estevan is minus 8, Saskatoon minus 9. Swift Current minus 9, Weyburn minus 8, Yorkton minus 10. The hot spot, by the way, is Cornac and Yellowgrass at minus 7. In Regina, with light snow, it's minus 9. That's 16 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the north at 29. Humidity 86%. The barometer rising 102.3. Light snow in Moose Jaw, minus 9. Winds are from the north at 31, gusting to 41. Once again, Regina, light snow, minus 9. That's 16 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Agri-News is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers Ag Division. Forget the rest, sell with the best. Online at mcdougalauction.com. The Provincial Plant Disease Specialist has some recommendations for farmers to avoid spreading of a costly disease in canola. Barb Ziesman says clubroot is spread in the soil, so farmers should avoid transferring dirt from one field to another. As well, she says farmers should plant canola only once every three years in the same field, and use resistant varieties. As we find more clubroot in Saskatchewan, we all have a common goal, and that common goal is to minimize the impact of clubroot on the Saskatchewan canola industry. And to do that, we need to work together, and everyone has a role. So from a producer's perspective, that role is to minimize the yield loss um, where the disease is present. Um, that's going to benefit them, but benefit the industry as a whole. Um, and the other side of that role is prevention, so preventing the movement of that clubroot infested soil out of infested fields and into new areas. And what is the best control method? So clubroot is something that we are really relying on crop rotation. So crop rotation needs to be the background of a management system. So we are looking at a minimum of a three-year rotation. So that is a minimum of growing canola once every three years, a two-year break in between. There are situations where a longer rotation would be preferable. And in those extended rotations, using resistant varieties. So resistant varieties will help to reduce the level of yield loss that we see with canola in those clubroot infested fields. Um, on the prevention side, we're looking at sanitation, so reducing that movement of the clubroot infested fields. So this could be taking time just to knock off as much soil as possible as risk increases. So if you're working in clubroot infested fields or over large geographic areas, a higher level of sanitation may be recommended. On a practical level, it could be using soil conservation practices to reduce soil, uh, wind and water erosion or looking at creating a separate exit as far as possible from a field entrance. And that's based on the knowledge 
that clubbert is typically found at higher levels at that field entrance when it's first introduced. How many fields do we know that are infected in Saskatchewan and when will the new survey be released? Yeah, so we know currently we've confirmed clubbert in at least 37 fields. Um, so that's based on preliminary results from the 2018 survey. It also includes the fields identified in 2017 and the fields that are reported to the ministry by producers and agrologists. So we are still analyzing the soil test results, um, which allows us to detect the pathogen at low levels. Our goal will be to release a clever distribution map with more information on the distribution in early 2019. Are you worried about an increased number of fields being infected with club root? Yeah, so the increased number that we're seeing this year does tell us that the distribution and the risk of clubbert is higher in Saskatchewan. So it, to me, it does indicate that we do need to, um, as a province, be more proactive and think more about clubbert. On a positive side of it is how, knowing that it's here and identifying fields where it is present does allow us to have that better understanding of risk and know what mitigation strategies are required to minimize that risk. How much can yields be hurt? That depends on quite a few factors. Um, so typically as a rule of thumb, when we talk about diseases that affect um, the vascular system or that plant's access to water and nutrients, we say up to 50%. However, from learnings in other areas, including Alberta, when the pathogen levels are high in the field and when the environment is favorable and the variety is susceptible, we can see yield losses of 100%. And so that comes into the play of why it's so important to manage it. So when we're managing, we're managing to keep those levels low. So if the spore levels are low or the pathogen levels are low, there's going to be less disease pressure. But then also using resistant varieties in long rotations to ensure that that resistant variety stays as effective for as long as possible is going to help us achieve that goal as well and minimize those yield impacts. Barb Ziesman was a guest speaker at the APAS annual meeting last week in Regina. SAS Canola has announced its director election results and there will be one new addition to the producer board. Caitlin Duncan from the Regina area received the most votes in the election. She'll also be the youngest member on the SAS Canola board. Re-elected for their second consecutive terms are Charlene Bradley of Strand Rare, Bernie McLean from Glassland, and Lane Stockburger from Engelfeld. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And the Remax Blue Chip Realty Ag Team of Marcel de Corby and Graham Toth. Online at landforsalesask.ca. Some farmers are worried about future grain movement after Alberta announced plans to purchase a large fleet of oil tanker cars. The Alberta government is planning to buy about 80 locomotives and as many as 7,000 rail cars to move its oil to market. Premier Rachel Notley says the plunging price of oil has reached a crisis point and is caused by a lack of pipeline capacity. The executive director of the Western Grain Elevator Association, Wade Sopkowicz, is wondering about the impact on grain movement from an influx of rail cars to move oil. I guess the short answer is, you know, it depends on the details. You know, it, it would bring up a lot of questions in my mind about how they would be deployed, what crews would be used to run the locomotives and the trains, what direction they would be going. You know, is the infrastructure there to support uh, added capacity? Is it going to be added capacity or is it going to take away from existing capacity in other sectors? Where are they going to get the crews from? Are they going to be new crews that go uh, along with the locomotives and trains? Or are they using existing crews and you know, are they taking those crews just from the oil and gas sector or are they moving crews in from other sectors? So, you know, I, I think that, you know, we'll be interested to see these details as they come out. 
When it comes to moving commodities, Sobkowicz says the bottom line for the railways are operating ratios and cost reductions. Two ways to make money, and that's you know for increased revenues, which you can extract higher freight rates out of higher value commodities, and the other way is to reduce costs, right? And and so reduce costs manifests itself as uh, worse service or perhaps uh, a flatlining of, of service throughout the year, so that the railways can enjoy 100% asset utilization, which is what they want. So tying it back to the announcement, when we hear that the government of Alberta might be buying uh, locomotives and, and rail cars. You know, that could be a good thing, but um, we know that there's more to capacity than rail cars and and locomotives. There's crews and there's, you know, infrastructure needs as well. So, you know, if the rail cars are moving east, there's opportunities for Alberta to service the oil and gas needs of eastern Canada. So if those trains are moving east, uh, perhaps less of a concern than if they're, uh, you know, if they're moving to Vancouver, because Vancouver is, does have some challenges when it comes to number of slots for moving trains through right now. Even though crude oil shipments were up 66% in September compared to the same month a year ago, Sobquich has not noticed an impact on grain movement yet. Nothing that's obvious or evident. Right now we're seeing, I think we saw in the, in the most recent week, uh, CN supplying 93% of the cars that were ordered for that week and CP was 88 or 87%. So you know, we consider that to be good. There are still some difficulties in the logistics to do with cancellation of trains and respotting or the trains not arriving on the day that we expected them and, and then also on the on the port side of things, some issues with the uh, uh, placement of trains at terminal elevators and that sort of thing, but uh, nothing that we could or would be able to tie to what's going on in the oil and gas sector, at least not now and not yet. Switching to port capacity, Sobquich is pleased with news that Parrish and Heimbecker has received approval to build a new export terminal at Surrey, B.C. It will provide about 4 million tonnes of capacity each year. We have a lot of capacity on the West Coast, and now we're seeing even more capacity, uh, announcements for even more terminal capacity. When I say a lot of capacity, I mean port terminal capacity. Right now, there's um, uh, we have the ability to unload about 7,000 300 rail cars a week in Vancouver. This is just going to add to that. You know, what always remains the question is, you know, how many rail cars can, uh, grain rail cars can the railways move through to Vancouver in a given week? And we don't see them come up to that number. So it is good to see confidence in the grain sector by these companies that are making these investments. And I mean, that can only help us to get product to the marketplace when they're paying, you know, the best prices and, and return is, uh, you know, maximum value to to the grain sector. Construction on the P&H terminal at Surrey will begin shortly and should be complete in a couple of years. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hollis Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And by Flamin Sales in Saskatoon, Southie, Prince Albert, Yorkton and Swan River. Visit Flamin.com. Grain prices at Viterra were showing some downward movement in early trading today. Canola dropped 40 cents at 4.4812. Oats fell a dollar 88 at 181.15. Number one red spring wheat declined 92 cents at 2.5369. The rest were unchanged. Durham 208 dollars 62 cents. Feed barley 192.63. Flax 4.9829. Yellow peas 243.54. Feed wheat. 187.80. 
On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, hard red spring wheat fell two and three quarter cents at five eighty five a bushel. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia 642-4180 or Weyburn 842-4574. Good afternoon. This is the Yorkton Heartland Livestock Mark Report for Wednesday, December the 5th. A respectable run here with 2,200 in the sort, 450 cows and bulls, a total of 2650 for the day. Cows and bulls selling pretty much steady with last week. D1, D2 cows 62 to 72, sales to 73, 74. D3 cows 50 to 62, cows are averaging 67 cents. Good bulls 80 to 90, sales to 92, bulls are averaging 83.50. On to the pre-sort sale, some highlights on the steer side. 400 pound steers 250, 500 pound steers 229, 550 pound steers 214. 650-pound steers, 205. My favorite pen, 700-pound tan steers, 195. 800-pound steers, 190. On to the heifer side, some highlights. 400-pound heifers, 214. 500-pounders, 190. 550-pound heifers, 180. 650-pound heifers, 176. And 700-pound heifers, 171. We added one more last chance pre-sort sale for next week, December the 12th. Sorting Monday and Tuesday, we have 1,300 head booked so far. And this Friday, bred cow and heifer sale, two complete herd dispersals, 90 black and red cows from the Kelleher area, 25 cows from Winyard. Sale starts at 11 o'clock this Friday. That's it for this week at Heartland Yorkton. I'm Harvey Exner. Have a good day. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 6,800 hogs Tuesday, selling a range of 118 to 137 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be on 6,200 head, selling a range of 117 to 139 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is steady, and four contract prices opened higher this morning. On Tuesday, the Canadian dollar was down 16 basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.3219. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 74.74 cents US. Formula-based cash hog prices continue to see a slow erosion in value, with a decline of approximately 10% over the last month. This week's hog slaughter is expected to be over 2.6 million hogs, which would be near the previous record that was set last month. Lean hog futures have been experiencing a widening spread between the nearby contracts in the summer months over the last month. The market continues to support the deferred time frame as it factors in the possibility of increased pork exports to China due to the possibility of large production losses from African swine fever. And the weather outlook for today, periods of snow, wind northwest 20, gusting to 40, the high minus 7, the low minus 21 tonight. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, wind west 20, the high minus 10, wind chill minus 30 in the morning, minus 18 in the afternoon, the low minus 18. In Regina, light snow and minus 9, that's 16 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.